never hide your children. You know, in this country, there is a problem of if a family gets a child with a disability, it is a shame, it's a misfortune, it's something very bad. Now, during the presentation, I just hold up my brain saying, I'm pre presenting this. If my parents didn't take me to school, I could have not reached this level. Dear listeners, welcome to a new Ed Voices podcast, the most international education podcast delivered straight to you by EI. My name is Elena Schulz-Gimeno. And I am delighted to introduce this very special edition on the occasion of the International Day of Persons with Disabilities, which is celebrated every year around the world on the 3rd of December. I say it is a very special occasion because we had the chance to talk to Peter Mlimahadala, head of the Disability Department of the Tanzania Teachers Union, TTU. Peter is himself a visually impaired person and talk to us about how teachers with disabilities are supporting each other in order to be able to teach and to deliver quality education to their students. How they overcome stigma, fight discrimination and thrive in their working life in the classroom. Enjoy. Peter Mlimahadala, head of the Disability Department of the Tanzania Teachers Union. Thank you very much for being here today with us. My first question to you, Peter, is how and why did your union decide to create the department that you're working on and who were you intending to help? It was in the year 2000 during the Congress. Uh, TTU realized that there were some groups which were disadvantaged, which need a special uh, program of uh, providing better services to them. And these groups were women teachers and teachers with disabilities. So a department was formed, or which was known as uh, Gender, Women Teachers, and Teachers with Disabilities. When it came to 2008, when I was employed here, it also came to be realized that these two groups face different challenges. Their challenges are not the same, and even the services that they need are not the same. Therefore, uh, TTU decided to organize a needs assessment meeting, which was attended by 72 teachers mm -hmm. from the regional and district level. And uh, a needs assessment was done to find out what challenges are they facing which hinder their performance. What are their specific needs which need to be addressed? Which, what are the problems that TTU should solve so that they can utilize, they can, they can realize, I mean, they can perform better? After that, the department was formed and uh, I was employed as the head of department. What was the actual role of the department in the daily life of the TTU? I'm the one who is to advise the general secretary on all issues concerning teachers with disabilities. I'm also a focal point of the government and other non-governmental organizations when they want to deal with the issues of teachers with disabilities in the 
in TTU, I'm the consultant, but I also do a consultant work to teachers with disabilities when they face some problems or challenges in their work. I normally go there, I speak to them, I speak to the employer, sometimes I speak also to other government leaders to make sure that the challenges that a teacher is facing is get, get rid of and uh, so that the teacher can work happily to attain uh, productivity. That's my specific work. Yeah. I'm also, I also advise various committees. For example, we have a hall here, a meeting hall, a boardroom. It's me who advise the consultants to build it in such a way that somebody with a wheelchair can, 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 can get up there to the first floor. So the whole issue of accessibility, even in the buildings that we construct in the regions and districts, I'm the, I'm the advisor to that. Mm -hmm, I see. And in, in practical terms, what was a practical help given to teachers with disabilities on the ground? In 2013, we came to realize that one of the needs of teachers with disabilities is assistive devices. When I talk of assistive devices, I mean things like wheelchairs, white cans, uh, crutches, hearing aid, or magnifiers, the equipment which enlarge prints to those with the low vision and the albinos, because most of the albinos, if not all, are people with low vision. Now, we provide these things freely to them. Uh, we are complementing the efforts of the government because according to the policy we have, the government policy is that the employer has a responsibility of providing such equipment to the to, to our members but uh, because they are our members sometimes we complement the government efforts by providing them with such equipment that's one of the practical things we do but again when a teacher has a very specific thing a very specific problem for example some of them are involved in accidents so they they need maybe limbs we provide such things to them so that they can continue doing their work efficiently. Could you say how many teachers have received help? Since 2013, when we launched this program here in TTU, we have provided uh, about uh, 302 wheelchairs, 629 crutches, about 12 magnifiers, 221 Walking sticks, we normally we sometimes call them white cans because they are always white. Yeah. Those are the few things. Okay, and uh, seven hearing aid to those with hearing difficulties, teachers with hearing difficulties. How does the TTU finance this help for its members? Where do you get your funds from? How do you gather them? For the assistive devices, we normally look for partners, development partners from abroad who provide these use the things to us freely to us and in this country there's a policy of um, tax exemption to equipment of disabled people so we just incur very little expenses for clearance at the port that's how we access them do you receive any other support by any other partners organizations the government we have an annual budget which you submit to TTU through its various organs 
and when that but that uh, budget is uh, approved then we get money to run various activities for example for expenses for constitutional meetings because the department has constitutional meetings for capacity building to impart new knowledge and skills to our teachers in various issues for example in understanding various policies concerning disability to understand various laws various international conventions for example the UN convention on the rights of persons with disabilities yeah such, such kind of things so we have a budget because we have got regional representatives of teachers with disabilities they also get budget from that level of the region at the district as, as well we have representatives in the at the district level they also get a budget from TTU although, although the budget is not enough sometimes we write proposals to development partners so that they can finance some of the activities yes but the department do provide annually a budget to finance the the, the department activities and uh, even in the congress our congress has more has uh, 1000 more than 1200 delegates but 20% of the delegates are teachers are representatives of teachers with disabilities so i see you actually have to take part in some strong lobbying um, activities how do you pressure your government and other stakeholders in order to attain benefits our teachers with disabilities get employed just like other teachers there is no peculiarity a unique thing but uh, what we do when they are located to specific schools it's re the responsibility of TTU to go and see if the environment where these teachers have been allocated to have got no challenge have got no, they are accessible and there are no challenges which can hinder their work so TTU discuss with the director district director who has the resp responsibility of allocating the teachers and if a teacher has been allocated to a place which is not equal which has got uh, no user friendly environment such teachers now are placed to better areas where they can work efficiently so how difficult is it to teach uh, sign language in a country with already two official taught languages The stigma is there and the stigma is there because in our developing countries people are ignorant of uh, first of all they don't know what is disability they just see people with disabilities again they don't know what disabled people can do or teachers and uh, some people uh, become reluctant sometimes to cooperate with them so what the TTU does is to to organize some programs of uh, of abolishing this negative attitude and this stigma but also this is done by teachers themselves when they work efficiently when they teach very well the society slowly slowly come to understand this ignorance is also that does also affect, affect the government leaders and even policy makers they don't know much so it is a responsibility of TTU to make sure that we change the attitude of the society and the attitude of policy makers and the people at the local government 
And do teachers with disabilities bring added value to their schools and students? How would you frame that? Teachers with disabilities are doing very well and they, they have an added value to their teaching. Lecturers at the universities lecture, who are disabled lecturers at, um, at various levels. And even some in the, there are people with disabilities, especially with this new government now, which took over to, to, to 2015, has given very high posts to, to people with disabilities. One of them was a deputy minister. Yes, he's an albino, but we have two deputy secretaries in different departments. So there is an added value because they know, they, they see what disabled teachers, if given conducive environment and their required support, they do better. How difficult is it actually to teach sign language in a country where there are already two official taught languages? Uh, sign language is a, a, a problem, problem here. Now we are currently doing a constitution amendment and uh, we have three official languages which have been recognized. One is Kiswahili, which is very common here. The second one is English, which is also a teaching subject. But the third one is a sign language. Now sign language is not well developed, but uh, I think the government is, is in the efforts of making sure that after the current amendment of the constitution has been done, there will be a popularization of sign language. But it's very important because without sign language, the deaf community miss a lot of information. In our parliament nowadays, there is uh, people who do the sign language so that people who are deaf can understand. And, uh, and in some of the TV, they have got uh, some important programs like uh, news bulletin. During the news bulletin, you can find somebody. There are just two, I think, two TVs out of uh, about a hundred have sign language services. Mm -hmm. And how do you prepare your lessons on a daily basis as a visually impaired teacher? Are there any special tools or tricks that you use? If I want to teach, I prepare my lessons in Braille. Now, when I go, I do the presentation because fortunately, because I can type, I can use the computer, I can give notes to, to the students. But if it's the presentation, I use Braille as I did the last time when he, I was doing the presentation. I can do very well with Braille. I've got no difficulties so long as I have the Braille equipment and I have the special Braille papers. I can prepare my subjects. But again, there are special computers which can print Braille. So I just put the materials there. I command. It comes out in both in Braille and in print. But these equipment are not many. For example, TTU has got no such an equipment. So we have to go to other institutions and if ask for them to print and f the materials and they pay them. And even our members, our members who attend various meetings, we do give them everything that is presented in the meeting in Braille. All right, so I see, um, I see that TTU is working on, on conflict management and resolution when it comes to disabled teachers. Can you tell us a bit more about what kind of specific conflicts these are? What are we talking about? Sometimes these teachers are posted to their working stations without being provided with the facilities, the special facilities. And because some of the directors and head teachers do not know how properly to handle teachers with disabilities, sometimes a conflict arises. When a teacher does not fulfill his or her duty as expected, they might think this is laziness or whatever. So such conflicts do occur. Or if a teacher with disability doesn't meet the deadline for submission of work, in such situations is where TTU now, especially my department, 
take the possibility of resolving such conflicts if they occur. In most cases, they have succeeded. You know, the biggest problem we have here is ignorance. First of all, on one side, there is ignorance on the part of teachers with disabilities not knowing their rights as enshrined in various government documents. So if they don't know them, they cannot claim. But again, there is an ignorance on the part of government people. They also don't know the rights of teachers with disabilities and what they are supposed to get. Because they don't know, they can't provide them. So there's a conflict between these two sides, but it's because of ignorance. And uh, we have, we are trying as much as possible to make sure that we bring together teachers' disabilities and various government actors uh -huh, so that they can understand, they can have a common understanding of disability rights and uh, what disabled teachers need. Uh, by so doing, I think if that could have happened, then uh, we have, could we have resolved many conflicts. But uh, I have many to solve. I have never come across a conflict which I have failed to resolve. Never. Mm -hmm. And do you try to be an example for the other teachers with disabilities? Do you use your own case? I went through um, inclusive education. From primary one, I was the only person with visual impairment in the class, mixing with the other students. So, uh, up to the university level, up to my master's degree. So I know how to, 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 to work, how to integrate, how to collaborate. And this has been a lesson to those uh, persons with the, with the, the non-disabled uh, colleagues at all the levels. And even here in TTU, many, if not all, come for one kind or another kind of, of help they need from me. And I help them. So we work together. And I believe when I'm an example, even in the meetings, in the TTU meetings, whilst I mean, TTU leaders have been citing my example to other teachers with disabilities, that look, Peter is managing almost each and everything here. Why can't you do, can't you do it yourself? Even this week, there were two programs in the national radio showing the work that I'm doing, and I was analyzing various, various disability issues. Thank you, Peter. And my last question would be, what advice do you give to students with disabilities and their families? Never hide your children. You know, in this country, there is a problem of if a family gets a child with a disability, it is a shame, it's a misfortune, it's something very bad. Now, during the presentation, I just hold up my brain saying, I'm pre presenting this. If my parents didn't take me to school, I could have not reached this level. So, when you see disabled children, I was telling the parents especially and the religious, I mean the, the traditional leaders, take them to the teachers, they know all TTU leadership, and then they know how, where, where to take them so that they can attain education. Yeah, ignorance is a very, very big problem in our communities and because people do not know why disability and what the disabled people can do and what kind of help they need so that they can do better because they don't know, they hide them. And perhaps, I'm not sure, although I've got one, just one example, perhaps especially the nomads, the Maasai who are moving here and there, they sometimes even kill them. And in Tanzania, we had a very bad case of albinos. I think we have heard of that. Yes, they were killing them for, for superstitious beliefs. So change of attitude is one of the very important tasks that TTU is doing to the community. Yeah. Thank you for this interview, Peter Mlihamadla. And for our listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned as much as I did. 
and see you in two weeks. Stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe.